0: Nadir, let's start by taking a look at uh, regulatory risk in NASPERS and the impact of what's happening in North Korea, the tensions on the market and the risk of the ETF bubble. Yes, you Kina, know, look, I me. Mean, so let's start off with Naspers, right? And I think the biggest issue with Naspers here is that um, I'm sure as the listeners are aware, and as we've spoken about repeatedly on this program, um, Naspers' largest investment is a 30% stake in China's Tencent, a Chinese internet company, which essentially has a basket of uh, social media companies which are allowed uh, within China, um, as well as a whole lot of news networks allowed in China, but then also um, a whole lot of games and online gaming uh, which, uh, play, which users in China use quite extensively and also some online shopping um, over in the, in the world's second largest economy as well. So, if you look at the Akina, um, you know, obviously China is a very tightly regulated market. The Communist Party wants to keep a very strong hold, not over uh, just the economy, but also over social order in China and want to ensure that, uh, you know, they stamp the authority down uh, within that country. Now, uh, you know, we saw, uh, we, we saw whisperings of uh, regulatory risk and, you know, with one of uh, Tencent's most profitable games, Honor of Kings, earlier this year, when we saw the Chinese authorities coming out and saying that, uh, you know, the addiction of Honor of Kings is a problem and Tencent had to go and uh, implement time limits in terms of the amount of time per day that children can spend on the game after, you know, an unfortunate incident of a particular child playing it for 40 hours straight um, resulted in health issues for him. Um, You know, and uh, on the back of that, we saw uh, uh, Tencent coming under significant amount of pressure earlier in the year. Now, uh, you know, on Friday, we saw whisperings of that yet again, Sikina, where we saw uh, the, the, the Chinese Communist Party officially launching an investigation into all social media and news network sites uh, which are allowed in China. And we saw um, the, all those Internet companies uh, within the country coming under substantial pressure. Uh, so it included the likes of Tencent, Baidu, um, as well as a number of other competitors where we saw the share prices of sharp. So 10 cents uh, share prices or, or 5% in trading, which obviously translates it directly into NASPA share price, uh, because it seems like, uh, you know, NASPA is really trading on the back of what happens to ten cents and there's not much focus given to the ramp of the business, which is the SAP TV, as well as a number of the other e-commerce businesses outside of China. So we saw that directly translate into Naspa's coming under substantial pressure. Um, you know, and that obviously creates a lot of jitters, Sakina, because, uh, you know, the, the with the kind of weighting NASPERS is on the JSE and in a number of indices on the JSE today. Um, you know, one thinks of up to 22 23% of certain indices are in NASPERS alone, um, you know, and it's really been a one-way bet up until this point ever since the end of the financial crisis. So NASPERS has only gone up. Passive investors, uh, uh, passive investing um, has risen in popularity, and as a result of that, we've had this, uh, this uh, you know, self-reinsuring cycle of investors buying more and more Naspers because it's just gone up. Passive investing buying more and more Naspers as it's become a bigger market capitalization stock and a bigger weighting within the index. And that's just continued to propel it to new highs, Sakina. So I think uh, the real danger here is that uh, what happens if Chinese regulatory risk, because at the end of the day, it seems to be trading like a Chinese internet company. Uh, what happens if communist regulatory risk comes and stamps on Naspers And, you know, we see more of these investigations Being launched, more curbing of its activities within China. Um, You know, that's fundamentally an unquantifiable event, but a catastrophic event for the likes of Tencent and NASPERS. So, you know, Sakina, I think uh, before investors start believing that NASPERS is just a one-way bet and, uh, you know, we start to see passive investing putting more and more money within this company, um, I think they'd be best served to just uh, not necessarily become too bearish on the stock because it does have exciting growth prospects, but just be cognizant about the extent to which they, they they scale the position within their portfolios, and just be cognizant of what they're buying when they enter into passive portfolios. Um, so, Kina, if we just touch on your second point quickly, North Korea and the tensions with the US. Um, well, it seems to be wreaking a lot of havoc on global capital markets. I mean, if we look at uh, what happened over the course of the last week, um, you know, a lot of traders complaining that there's been very low volatility in global markets. Um, you know, over the last couple of months, and really over the last couple of years, and we, saw, we seen last week was a week where we saw a bout of return of quite substantial volatility, and that's on the back of, uh, you know, North Korea launching missiles, and, uh, you know, obviously antagonizing the U.S. president with the U.S. president coming out with some very, very strong statements about uh, declaring war, and some very strong statements about the repercussions for North Korea, and in fact, later on Friday mentioning that uh, his statements may not have been harsh enough. So tensions really at a very elevated level, North Korea having missiles and, uh, you know, China getting involved in that, saying that uh, you know, if the U.S. Uh, attacks North Korea, they'll get involved in defending that, but uh, you know, if the U.S. Uh, doesn't do anything, they'll take action against North Korea. So it's really starting to uh, heighten geopolitical tension across the world, and we're seeing markets uh, re- sell off quite aggressively on the back of that. We're seeing risk assets coming under significant pressure um, you know, with global stock markets across the world selling off Two and a half, three percent last week. Uh, we're seeing um, sub-investments, great bond yields widening quite a lot within the U.S. Agenda, um, You know where we're seeing a return of volatility, much like towards the back end of 2015 and the taper tantrum of 2013. And the reason we should be concerned about that is that uh, when investors focused, uh, when investors focus from U.S. Inve- uh, non-investment grade and Euro non-investment grade to emerging market debt, um, you know, that could result in some foreign outflows from the South African bond markets uh, as investors retreat to safe havens, Sakina. So I think that's quite significant for us and certainly a development that we keep a very close eye on. But uh, for the time being, still a lot of unknowns, and I think tensions do remain escalated um, uh, in, in, in a bout of return of volatility. So, uh, you know, global equity market returns have been accepted. Ex- generous um, over the course of the last 24 months or so and I think, uh, you know, a healthy pullback at this point is not necessarily the worst thing, so it's not yet disastrous um, You know, it may present a couple of buying opportunities, quite frankly if the volatility continues but certainly sentiment uh, is starting to get a little bit worried And that was Nadir Token Investment Analyst at 274 Investment Managers 105.8, the home of SAFM in nice. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.